0: Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama Podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hey, everybody, what is going on? This is Ian. And, you know, I've been absent the last couple of weeks, and that's okay. It's because I was at the Joint Readiness Training Center down in the beautiful, but absolutely terrible, hot, humid, and miserable place of Fort Polk, Louisiana. So for this week, I have an awesome guest, Ted Lawler, who's the host of If Only They Knew podcast. And you hear me butcher that, and my dyslexia gets the best of me. As I'm talking to him and doing the intro and the episode. But Ted is doing a lot of awesome things. He's had some big name guests on his show. He's in the UK and talks to a lot of entrepreneurs who are in England and all over the place and that are on The Apprentice. So a lot of really cool stuff. And Ted goes into kind of how he markets and gets his podcast out there. His podcast peaked at number 18 on the Apple podcast. So, like, he's up there with the Gary V's and the Tim Ferriss and like all those awesome people. So, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Here it is, Ted Lawler. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Llama podcast. My guest today is Ted Lawler, who's the podcast of the If They Only Knew podcast, where I lost what I was going to say, man. Ted runs, the, Just, yeah. Ted runs a Sorry, media you, group me. called If They Only Knew that produces content in a podcast with the same name with the mission of informing, inspiring young Brits. His website and podcast have the goal to inform and inspire and have become well known for featuring candidates who were on The Apprentice. Ted, Ted how you doing, man?
1: Yes, mate. I'm all good. Just one quick thing um, It's if only they knew.
0: What did I say?
1: Uh, you, said, you said the wrong way around. I think you said if they only knew. Jeez.
0: And I'm looking at if they only knew <laughs> in that word. I'm just dyslexic. If they you know only if, knew. If only they knew. If only they, if only, okay, no. So I copied and pasted correctly from yours and then I mix it up. Nice. No. <laughs> when I had to hand jam it in. If only. It's
1: probably the worst brand. If only they knew.
0: <laughs> awesome, Ted. Well, putting all that aside, how are you doing? Yes, man, I'm very
1: good. Thanks for having me on. Um am excited. It's been uh, obviously because of the lockdown. I haven't had the chance to speak to many people. So it's always good to sort of have a bit of a social, social. So yeah, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. And where are you, where are you currently located right now?
1: I'm in London, South London, to be
0: precise, the best part of London. Best part of London. It's been, shoot, it's been 10 plus years since I've been over that. It's probably my favorite city in Europe. So man, I, I, Definitely. Good, good. Yeah. Awesome place. And as an ignorant American, which I am, you all speak English. So, you know, I don't have to, there's yeah. no language barrier like there is for most live uh, the rest of Europe.
1: Yeah. I know some, some people, uh, especially in my area, are quite Cockney. So it is pretty much like <laughs> speaking another language, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, at least one that I can tell what most of the words are. I mean, with the thick Cockney yeah. accent, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It is, it is kind of a different English at times.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's much better than uh like the Liverpool accent and up north those type of accents they're horrible uh, if I if I do say so myself
0: <laughs> not biased or anything though right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. awesome Ted well hey let's uh I want to get right into it tell me about if only they knew you know what made you kind of start the media entity and all about your podcast.
1: Yeah, so um, I started it in around 2017. I, I think I sort of pinpointed it back. I, I probably had the idea a few months before that. Um, but around that time, I was at uni. Um, and like many people that have been through the uni sort of system, um, university, that is, just in case anyone doesn't know. Um, yeah, the uni system, going through that, it's just not very, it wasn't very useful for me. Um, in terms of learning stuff um, especially in the marketing world that changes literally every day um, and the course was very outdated so I thought you know what screw this I need to create something to actually put my my marketing skills to the test Um, so I decided to literally create an Instagram page called if only they knew um, and start putting out feel-good quotes and finding good business related stories Um, and yeah it sort of started there and it now it's blown up into a Pretty much a media group with all different platforms all different pieces of content from blogs uh, interviews podcasts videos the lot really so yeah that's sort of how it
0: came about so started as a means to inspire with some motivational quotes
1: yeah literally that and sort of uh, as a way to almost motivate myself in a weird way Um, it's pretty hard to um, stay switched on especially if you're not living in that particular bubble so for me it was marketing and only going to uni two days a week, the rest of the week, I wasn't really engulfed in that marketing world. So I definitely needed something myself to sort of bring me back into the business world every day and every night. And yeah, that that's how the that's how the page sort of helped me with that. I have to ask,
0: what is your favorite quote? Or if you can't pick one, what are some of your favorites?
1: Oh, I, there was one, the more most recent one, Um, it was first they. it was from someone called Carrie Rose, um, who's a great, great woman who runs a, uh, SEO agency essentially. And her quote was first they watch, then they hate, then they copy, but by then you're onto something new. And it's, it's a bit of a wordy one, but if you think about it, I feel like, especially for me, it's something that I've noticed a lot of people trying to copy, um, copy what you're doing, copy the blueprint. And it can be quite disheartening at times, you know, if you, especially if you, you think you're onto something and then someone comes along and almost steals that idea. Um, But just being confident in your own ability and your skills and your USB um, and yeah, just sort of cracking on and finding something new before, before they catch up. So yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes at the moment.
0: And I think there's a lot to say there. I mean, mimicry is the, or the mimicking or copying is the best form of flattery. Yeah, exactly that. And.
1: it it is quite hard to get used to especially when you get to a certain point and you start seeing people like blatantly copying you it does sort of like I said it is a bit flattening and it makes you think oh god like how annoying but same with hate I think if you're getting copied and you're getting hated it means you're you're doing something that they're not you know so yeah if you get to that level it's it's a it's a weird feeling because it's it's quite quite a uh disheartening it means you're at the the right place, you know. You're ahead, and that's why you're being looked at. So, yeah, just keep going from that point. I think
0: that's a great point, Ed. And I want to what you just said. I want to kind of repeat and rephrase. But oftentimes, the people that are giving you the most negative criticism are those who are almost doing nothing. Like they're never the people that are doing more than you're doing. They're always or often people that are doing less than what you're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly that. And if you want to get a little bit deep, I think that's where most of uh issues most of the issues come from in like communities and stuff because a lot of people aren't doing anything good so the only thing they can do um because they can't get to higher heights the only thing they can do is try and bring other people down whether that's in the form of violence or just pure hate and and jealousy and i think i think if you was to sort of rip it apart my my opinion would be that that's where most sort of uh negativity and bad vibes come from is just the fact that people can't get to a certain level so yeah, that's sort of my, my deep take on it.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Are you still in university or have you graduated since you started?
1: Yeah, I graduated, um, God, I think last year. Yeah, it must've been last year, early last year. Um, I got a first class degree, which is, uh, for anyone that don't know, like the highest level you can get. Um,
0: so yeah, it was sort of, it was worth going just for that, you know? that's great. And you studied marketing, any other kind of classes or business related interests that you had or discovered you had when in school? Uh, no
1: marketing. I always, I always liked marketing, um, whether I knew it or not, like when I was say 12 or something like that, I had a YouTube channel. Um, and I sort of, I enjoyed the branding and putting it out there, putting the videos out there, um, and getting the feedback. And obviously if you look at that, that is marketing essentially. Um, I just didn't know it at the time. And yeah, I hate, always hated sales. So for me, it was just marketing, marketing, marketing. I hated economics. I hated anything anything other than marketing, really. um, Yeah, I'm probably not the best businessman. But <laughs> I, th- I think if you stick to your craft and sort of double down on that, I see, see no issue in that, really.
0: Yeah, the riches are in the niches. So find what you enjoy doing, what you're really good at, double down on it, and just kind of go all in and knock it out of the park.
1: Yeah, that unfortunately that um, saying wouldn't work in England because we say uh, niches. N- so yes, that, that, I know. <laughs> yeah, that saying uh, wouldn't uh, follow over here. But yeah, no, nonetheless, it's a it's a good point.
0: The riches are in the niches. In my most uh, American <laughs> accent, I can do.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's a it's a it's a good uh, saying. I'll have to think of an English version for it though. But yeah, good saying.
0: Awesome. Well, who are, I know you feature a lot of candidates who are on, or were on the apprentice. Do you have any, who are your favorite apprentice folks that you've had on? And maybe what are some of the biggest like knowledge bombs that those guys or gals have dropped that like you never thought of or knew before?
1: Um, Yeah. So just quickly, like I think my page is sort of whether it's the podcast or the main group, uh, I sort of see them as two different groups. Um, Obviously you've got the podcast, which is just the podcast, and then the main group, which I have like uh, written interviews and more like articles. Um, and both of those have sort of become well-known for featuring the, the candidates from The Apprentice on, um, whether it's uh, candidates from the 2016 series or the most recent one, um, it's sort of become known for that. Um, but yeah, one of my most favorite ones that I've had on recently was Dean Ahmed, who was on the latest series and he's 21. I'm, I'm 22 um, and Dean's 21. So um, talking to him was quite weird because he's done so much um, and he's, he's younger than me, you know, so it, it felt quite weird. But he was basically saying, just, just go for it. Um, if you have an idea, plan it and execute it. Be, be sensible, of course, but um, yeah, go for it. Because he, um, he started his business whilst at school. Um, and yeah, many, many parents especially would have, would advise against that. And um, but he was saying if you've got the idea what's going what's going to stop you you know just get out there and get it done and i really like that
0: and what is what's dean's business
1: um he he's a can't think of the exact name the like exact name for the type of business um but it's fine edge cricket i believe um so that's the name of it and what he does is essentially manages um high profile athletes uh, and sportsmen and um, so he mostly deals in the cricket world and yeah, he sort of manages their career and looks after them. Um, and he seems, seems to be doing really well for a, a
0: 21 year old. No kidding. And I'm sure most of the cricket players are, you know, have been doing it for a while and are probably significantly older than he is. So like, what does he do for them? Just their finance stuff, social media stuff or kind of whole person management stuff.
1: I'm not particularly too sure. I think it is more of the, the, like the management of, uh, sort of contracts and stuff like that that's that sort of side of thing more inside the sports world, um, but I think there may be elements of sort of uh, that social media and personal branding and stuff like that. but yeah, great nonetheless.
0: I'll have to check him out. That's uh, Dean Ahmed. I'll definitely check him out. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to go to your podcast the if only they knew podcast, and looking through my notes here, can you remind me and the listeners of who you used to host your podcast?
1: Yeah. So I, I, on my podcast, I use anchor, um, as a hosting platform, which is free. Um, and yeah, it's minimal equipment required and it's literally, yeah, sort of a shoestring budget as some may say, um, literally just a microphone and my phone or most recently my laptop and yeah, just smashing it out. Really.
0: That's good. What kind of microphone
1: do you use since you brought up microphone? Uh, Initially, I was um, recording straight from Anchor, so um, just before lockdown. Uh, So I was using my AirPods, um, funny enough. Um, And then more recently with the lockdown, I've sort of um, gone to Zoom and I've got a, I'm going to pronounce it terribly wrong, um, but Marantz, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's a professional turret. So it's basically a massive rig quite expensive but um i bought it way before i even started podcasting which is quite weird um but yeah it's a professional turret um marantz i believe it's called and it's got a camera with lights and stuff and a a really good mic so yeah that's sort of what i use at the moment
0: oh shoot is that what you're using right now that sounds that sounds pretty cool
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using it now. It's got like a little uh, arm on it so I can move the mic around and stuff, which obviously I won't do now. But yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's quite a cool rig, you know?
0: That's awesome. Uh, I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to check that out. And do you happen to know if it's like a condenser or a dynamic microphone?
1: I have no idea. I'm the worst uh, techie in the world. So
0: I see that it looked nice. It looked pretty and it had blue light. So I got it. <laughs> there you go. And and it works and came with all the other stuff. So that's great. And I mean, you're coming through loud and clear. So the sound quality is exceptional.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah, it is. And the, the video quality is quite good. Uh, my only issue with it is that the I haven't got it in the best position. So the camera is quite zoomed in it's gr- great quality, especially with the lighting on but it's just way too zoomed in and, um, it's actually up too too high at the moment. So I need to sort that rig out, but that, yeah, it will sort of be perfect really if you can get in the right position, but yeah, great piece of kit.
0: Certainly now using anchor as your host, I've heard a lot of people I, I've spoken with use anchor and, you know, they're pretty pleased with it for the most part. Would you say that you're happy with anchor and does it fit all your needs? I
1: was very happy with anchor, um, until I like I said, you know, I said I was using my AirPods on the phone to record the chats live from Anchor. Um, and then it got to a point where I was listening to the episode back um, and I was like, hold on, this is not good. And so what was happening was, say I'm talking in the playback, in the recording it was completely fine, obviously, and then in the playback, say I'm talking now, your voice would just come over it. So there was a, a weird overlap. Um, I think it was probably too many people using the app during the lockdown. Um, But yeah, I was happy, very happy with it up until that point. That's when I switched to recording on Zoom, but I, I still transfer it over to Anchor afterwards to let it distribute
0: it to all the platforms and stuff. Okay, so still your hosting platform, you're just not using the recording interface as much, just doing on Zoom and then uploading to Anchor.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think it works better as well, especially as I do video. um, yeah it, it zoom just makes sense anchor sort of let me down a bit um and i contacted them and they pretty much said yeah sorry nothing we can do so that's that
0: really okay and i'm sure it's exactly what you said just everybody was hopping on starting podcasts or cranking out podcast content during the last three months when we were stuck in our houses
1: yeah exactly that um but i think the the lockdown has been great for me personally i know that's um it's quite insensitive perhaps. Um, but if you're looking for the positives, it's it's been great for me because the amount of people I've been able to get on um, onto my show just through a Zoom call because everyone's at home anyway. So it's been so, so great for me. Um, and I've pretty much got, I think my episodes are set until September. Um, so I'm like literally lined up until almost the end of the year. And in a couple of weeks, I've got loads more recording. So yeah, I pretty much be done for the for the year. Really, I can perhaps take the year off if I wanted to. But you know, I, I love it so much. I don't. I don't think I will. I think I'll keep recording.
0: That's good. And the joy of podcasting is just like what you said. You can schedule out your content, record in batches, and and schedule it out. Especially if you're doing one episode a week. Like I think I'm getting close to the September timeline too. It's just it feels great. It feels like there's no rush. You don't have to cram, or you know, try to get a whole bunch of episodes knocked out when you plan out that far
1: yeah i was i was going to do two episodes a week um but i decided against it just like you said i'd rather have the the longevity of it um just being able to schedule into september especially now that i'm going going back to the office and stuff and back to the normal normal life um so yeah it's really good to sort of have that pressure taken off my shoulders um but i i am releasing a in a week, I'm, I've got sort of like two shows almost. So I've got the "If Only They Knew" podcast, which is interviews with young business minds and candidates from the Apprentice. But I've also got "Talk to Ted," which is a solo episode um, that I release midweek as well. Um, but that's not too time-consuming, you know. I can literally knock them out the, the day of almost. So yeah, two episodes a week. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good progression. You know? I think I think I'm sort of. I'm seeing the numbers rise and stuff. So I think now's the the time just for marketing.
0: That's good. Just get better than you were the day or the episode before and continue to grow that way. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. that. And just focus on the marketing and uh, getting
1: people to hear it. You know, that's that's the main thing.
0: So kind of talking about where it's going, where do you see your podcast going in the next i don't know 90 days six months 12 months i mean do you have any have you set any kind of quantifiable goals as to where you want to go
1: um honestly no but what happened a couple weeks ago i had no sort of uh this wasn't my focus at all but i checked i checked um the itunes charts and i saw i was top 100 this was a few weeks ago and i thought Oh, wow. I didn't realize it would be that easy to get into the top 100. And I thought nothing of it, just sort of carried on. Then I checked the charts the next week and I was top 50. I thought, okay, um, we could be onto something here. Then I checked a couple of days later um, and yeah, I was, was top 20 and went down to 18. So that's my highest so far, 18 in the charts. Um, I don't know if you know Stephen Bartlett, um, Gary Vee, who else? Rob Moore and Tim Ferriss. I was sort of like a few below them. Um, which is crazy that is crazy yeah it's quite weird um but i didn't have any plans to do that um so yeah it's really weird to think about and i think with podcasting things can change overnight someone can share it on a platform um and you get thousands of, of downloads you know so it's um yeah anything can happen but ideally i think by the end of the year i'd like to get into that top 15 spot um just to tick that off my list um hopefully by the end of the year but perhaps even in the next couple of months you know I'm trying to work stuff out in terms of marketing and guests and stuff I've got a few huge guests lined up um it's just about getting those episodes recorded and getting them out but yeah big plans for the podcast um if I'm honest um I'm just not sure exactly what what their outcome will be but yeah I'm sure it'll be sure. sure it'll be big
0: are you looking to monetize or have, are you doing that already? Is that something that you're considering in the future? Uh, yeah, definitely
1: something I'm considering. I've been having a, a, a look around to see the best way to do it. Um, but I don't want to almost sell out, if you want to call it that way. I don't want to sell out too early. Um, I'd rather give something of value um, that we can, like both uh, the listener and I can benefit from at the same time, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's getting to that point now where I w- would be able to monetize it. Um, but yeah, I just need to do it the right way.
0: That's a good point. Not doing it too early and selling out. Like, you know, I see a lot of podcasters are like, so they just want to they want make money as soon as possible. And then, you know, they're they're talking about ads for God knows what in the middle of their show. And like, how the hell does this relate to me as the listener? And you can tell mm. that the podcaster is just doing it for the sake of getting some sort of ad revenue. So I like what you said there Ted. Hold out as long as you can and kind of on more importantly, make sure if you go down the ad route for monetization, you know, should be something that you use or you know you have a history of knowing what the heck you're talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'd rather it be something valuable like if I was promoting a a, a podcast mic or a podcast platform or something along those lines. Um I'd be more than happy to do that. Um but yeah, as of yet haven't found that, that perfect thing, but um, I'm sure it'll come. Um, having been in like the top 20 charts, I think it really does help um, if I was to talk to a sponsor. Um, and the numbers are looking quite good at the moment as well. Um, up and down, of course. Um, but they're sort of, on average, pretty good. So, yeah, hope, hopefully be able to monetize it soon. Just means that I'll, I'll be able to sort of invest in it a bit more.
0: Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a, a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, podcasting is a marathon, not a sprint. So with with all the success of like your, your podcast getting out there to a lot of people, what are you doing to promote it? Because it, it appears it's obviously working.
1: Um yeah, to be fair, wasn't doing that much when it when it went into the charts really. I sort of I think leveraging the guest network um is is powerful. Um it's probably the biggest part of podcast, you know, it's pretty much influencer marketing. Um, you get a big guest on, you put the episode out, they share the episode, and their thousands of followers will obviously come along and listen to it. Um, that's the goal anyway. Um, and that happened a few times, and that really helped. Um, so, yeah, having good connections, I think, from the previous, like, if only they knew, the main page, having some great connections there, um, that really helped. It sort of helped to kickstart it. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, just putting out snippets of it on on Instagram. Not sure if you've seen the Instagram Um, but it's like loads of different video clips and yeah, just small segments of it it really just putting it out there. But even that I'm not too strong on, you know, it just, I just sort of put it out there. If people see it, they see it. Um, but yeah, it seems to be working. I think it's just word of mouth. I think as well is probably the biggest, biggest part
0: aside from influencer marketing. Any, any other ways that you're marketing it outside of social media and word of mouth? uh
1: honestly no um I haven't I know it sounds so bad I haven't put too much sort of uh emphasis on the market marketing as of yet um just sort of letting the letting the car get into like second gear if that makes sense I've got the influencers network which is first gear um, and then I got the word of mouth from that that goes into second gear and now I'm ready to sort of put into into third gear and um yeah maybe do some paid ads and yeah, just keep going. Really. I think the main thing for me is just keep going and keep doing what I'm doing. Cause like you said, it's sort of, it it is working. The numbers are there. I think you just need to keep repeating it, keep repeating it. And hopefully, um, yeah, every episode, it will sort of the views and the downloads will pile on top of each other and they'll just get bigger and bigger. Really.
0: That's great. That's even, even better. You're not spending a whole heck of a lot of time and energy into marketing and you're getting that kind of organic reach at the front end. And then word of mouth and then the network of your guests is helping it kind of spread throughout all the other listeners. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's a good sign, like I said, but I think like anyone listening to this, don't sort of be disheartened if you put out your podcast and it just isn't getting traction, you know, Um, trial and error, just do something. If it works, stick to it for a bit. And if it doesn't work, try something else, you know, just just sort of. The thing is, you're, if you're not putting too much money into it, which you probably shouldn't be uh, to begin with, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the issue in in, in trial and error really. Um, it is, like I said, I'm sort of everything I've done is free. I don't think I've really put too much money into it. So, yeah, I think just do do the basics, get the basics um, sorted first, and then the rest will follow. But like I said, it takes time.
0: It does take time. And if you're expecting to be an overnight millionaire or sensation with podcasting, you are in the wrong game, my friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, oh, I've, I've been doing it for a month and I haven't got any big results. It's like, well, one, if you're doing it for a month and you haven't seen any change, you're doing something wrong. Clearly, like anyone, anyone can see that. Um, but two, like you said, it, a, a month, you're not like, come on, like a month in, um, it's such a short space of time i think with podcasts it's like a year really and truly unless you've got a massive massive connections and, and network i think it's like a year it's sort of it looks like the average where things really start picking up um so yeah just h- hold on yeah hold I, i've heard six I
0: months I but something. i would i would say a year
1: <clears throat> yeah yeah it's like it's a case-by-case basis i guess um but yeah I, that's why i've been doing it a few months now i think january was like my first um video podcast i put out um yeah in january and then i sort of had a few months off and then came back so really and truly i've only been doing it a few months so yeah hopefully in a few more months it'll be a a lot um a lot different i'll be in a better position but who knows who knows
0: well ted that kind of runs through everything that i wanted to talk with you about about your podcast and what you're doing is there any where can listeners go to find out about what you're doing and listen to your podcast and see what you're up to
1: um if you if you want to be informed inspired and you're involved or even interested in business or marketing or anything uh, related to that I think go to ww. if only they knew and that will sort of have everything there um, But most importantly i'm I'm sort of trying to get the podcast out there so type in if only they knew on any podcast app and yeah i should be there um if not look in the itunes charts (laughs) i should be there as well hopefully
0: (laughs) outstanding ted well i'm going to link all those in the show notes so listeners if you want to check out what ted is doing check out the show notes be a link you can listen to all his latest and greatest episodes and get informed and get inspired well ted it was a pleasure having you on the show doing big things already. I have a gut feeling that even bigger things are coming your way and I am excited for you and I will be sitting back here watching everything unfold. Hopefully,
1: mate. Um, best of luck to you as well. Let's, let's just uh, keep, keep the community strong. We've got good connections. Keep the community strong and, and keep going forward together. We've got this.
0: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Ted. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye.